Welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow Through It. I am Kristen. And I'm Tessa. We're, first of all, sorry for our gap in posting a podcast. I've been sick this whole year. Yeah. Dad joke, but yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah, and it was the holidays. Yeah. You got sick. But it is the new year, and so we thought that we would share four books that we think are really great books, so four books you should read in 2024 that are kind of like life-changing books. These are books that we recommend to anybody who asks us for book recommendations. Yeah. I think we should start with the one that you are currently reading right now and you can talk about that one and then we can... I haven't actually read this book so I started reading like the spark notes of it. Yeah. And... I like what I read so far, so... Good. Yeah. Yeah, so the book is called The Mountain Is You. It's by Brianna Weist, West, Weist. Something. Never know. Something. (laughs) Um, If you have Spotify, you can get all of these for free, the Audible versions, with your subscription, which I think is really a bonus point for Spotify. (laughs) (laughs) If you know Kristen, you know she's not a Spotifyer. She's an Apple Music girly. Yeah. I like Spotify for podcasting. I'm an Apple girl. I know. You're an Apple girl. I'm a Spotify girl. But it is really cool because um, I think, I feel like it's a new feature because I've never really seen that before, but you can get so many especially of her books. She also writes the 101 essays that will change the way you think. Oh, Have I've you seen, seen that, that one? one. Yeah. Yeah. So she also wrote that book and that circulated around TikTok for a while. I haven't read that one yet. I wanted to start with something that was a little bit more like an actual book. I think this one's like just like little essays yeah. and which I do think is great, but I wanted to get into something for my drives. This book is cool because A, she's a really great writer. I really like the way that she writes and I feel like and even all these books that we're going to talk about today, these books don't only help you identify the problem, but they help you fix the problem. Mm-hmm. They give you ideas and new ways of thinking. And I really like that. I feel like too often people just tell you don't do this or don't do that, but they don't tell you how to fix it or give you a new idea of thinking. Yeah. Basically, the point of the book is self-sabotage. And it's not in the ways that you think that it is. Of course, she dives in on, on the typical eating disorder you know um always thinking life isn't going to work out for you like the typical self-sabotage that we know but then she also gets into really deep aspects that you didn't even know were self-sabotage to help you identify that it's actually the root of self-sabotage and then she gives you a new way of thinking to kind of rewrite the story and it's like instead of doing this you do this but she does it in such a good way we're back that's my dog by the way he does that multiple times a day i know anyway the book is really great i'm only maybe on chapter five i haven't completed it yet yeah i just started this book and i really really like it i like listening to it on audible because you know for drives or a lot of times it's like how i put my kids down for naps and you know just listen yeah Yeah. i like to listen it's hard for me to actually read a book a lot of the times because i'll fall asleep or finding that time um, so I really like listening to it. It's really engaging, but I feel like going into this year, kind of starting anew, mm-hmm. this book was like really, I feel like meant for that. Yeah. It really helps you identify ways that you get stuck in your mind and then ways to free your mind. And so I really like that. Okay, well, next I think that we should talk about the inner work because we both... This is my number one book recommendation. Yeah, I feel like this is the book that we recommend to literally everyone. You recommended this book to me. Yeah. And it changed my life. Yeah. It 
changed my life too. So I found this book actually through the author of another book that I'm going to recommend on this podcast episode. He's the author of The Miracle Morning. His name's Hal Elrod and he has a podcast called The Achieve Your Goals Podcast that I really like. He had the authors of The Inner Work on his podcast and Mm -hmm. so that's how I found out about this book and it was like during that phase where I didn't know if my ex was cheating on me or not and I was like trying to save my marriage and they came on there. There are a couple that wrote this book and they were talking about relationships and then they were kind of talking about the levels of consciousness and how they kind of like come out in relationships and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I should read their book, you know, and then the the book isn't about relationships. It's about your relationship with yourself yeah. and your ego and not ego and like how we traditionally think of ego like oh that guy's got a big ego you know he's cocky Mm -hmm. that's like not what an ego i mean that's part of an ego but that's not like what an ego actually is your ego can be shame your ego can be judgment your ego Mm -hmm. can be all sorts of different things i remember reading it and just being like oh my gosh i've literally just gone through like what i was going through at that moment was every level of consciousness started in shame you know because when you think that your husband is cheating on you you feel shameful about it you feel like embarrassed and that you have Mm -hmm. to keep it a secret you don't want anybody to know about it and then the next level after shame is i think judgment you take the the judgment off of you and then you put it on to somebody else so you put it on to I would put it on to my ex-husband or I would put it on to the woman he was I thought he was like cheating on me with that he actually was cheating on me with and then then after that one I think it's anger but but you go through all these levels that you kind of have to go through and transcend each one to eventually get to that place of inner peace yeah. And happiness. And higher consciousness, yes. too. And I think even on the judgment part, you know, judging yourself and thinking, I didn't do this enough, or I didn't mm-hmm. do this right. You know, people can go through that, too, with the cheating. And what I love the most about this book, and I think that they both are really great authors, and they did a really good job of their placement Mm -hmm. and how they wrote the book I mean it's so much information I remember having to go back and being like wow that was so good I think I need to read that chapter again so I can like really really get it but my favorite thing about that book is that speaking of you know books that actually give you ways to rewire and think differently you can literally go to okay this is where I'm getting stuck and this is What's a trigger for me? How can I fix it? You can flip to it. It'll show mm-hmm. you where to flip to it. And it'll be a whole different page, like in the back. And it'll show you, okay, this is your trigger. And this is these are little um, examples of right, your thoughts you might be having if mm-hmm. this is like the trigger that you're experiencing right yes, now. Yes, exactly. And then here is a new way of thinking and how to handle and that move situation. Through it, move through and it. And then move to the next level. Exactly. I love that. That's my favorite part about the book. <clears throat> Me too. I remember times like us like walking to the beach together and I'd be like, I'm really like struggling with feeling just I don't know I guess judgment judgment is one that I struggle with a lot judgment Mm -hmm. of me judgment of others and so like and I think that comes from religious trauma Mm -hmm. because totally judge everybody when you're religious and you got judged yep yeah religious yeah Yeah. and I remember us walking one time I don't remember what it was definitely something with my ex and you were like you should read that section in the inner work book again I was like oh yeah so now when I'm like struggling with I'm like oh I'm feeling like shame here I'm feeling anger right now let me go and read this chapter really quick so I can refresh my memory on like the new ways of thinking and the actions to do to move through this level of consciousness that I'm in right now yeah feel like I can go back to any emotion that I get stuck on any trigger and feel immediate relief yeah when I read that book they do like take a lot from the bible but not in a religious way. Yeah, and that that is another thing that I really like about it because I feel like it is not stuck on one religion. They mm-hmm. I they identify it as 
It's not a religion. It's a higher power. Mm -hmm. And however you identify with a higher power, they are able to connect with every single option. Right. And they do it that way. So people with religious trauma can read that book and get to a better level in life. Whereas like someone who has religious trauma, the second they see the word God or Jesus, Mm -hmm. they're just, they're shutting it down. They're like, there's no way I'm even going to read this. Yeah. And then they they miss out on the information that's like valuable, you know? And so that's why they do it that way. I do think if you're like super religious, you would struggle reading that book because it says universe. And I just know people who like, as soon as they see the word universe, they'll be like, no, this is not of God. That's so interesting because they use so many Bible verses in throughout their book that that was almost hard for me. And I remember you warned me about that. Yeah. You're like, just so you know, there's like a lot of Bible verses because I have that religious trauma mm-hmm. where I can be like, oh no, this is too like too religious. I won't. But then it's like it. I feel like it healed a lot of my religious trauma in a lot of ways because it connected with how I view higher power. Mm-hmm. And the Bible's still the Bible, right? Like whether you believe in God or not. Or identify with religion. It's still the Bible. So I feel like it was helpful to me to have that all kind of connected. Yeah. You know, and to see it differently. Not in such a religious Religious way. way. Yeah. I know some really religious people. And I feel like they would probably struggle with that book. Just because if you're so religious, the second you see anything that's like not abiding by your religion completely, you automatically think it's evil. And it's just like, just take the information that like resonates with you out of it. Because it's life-changing and it's yeah. so helpful. I, it's it's one of the best books I've ever read. Getting my mindset to be that mindset during that the darkest phase of my entire life, I don't know how I would have gone through what I went through without connecting the dots and like shifting my mindset during that phase of my life. Right. To this isn't happening to me. This is happening for me. Yeah. And this is happening for my growth. Like even if it hurts, this is a lesson. I can transcend this and I can get to a place in life where I am at peace no matter what my circumstances are yeah which I think is where we miss the mark so much is that like we think being peaceful and happy is like everything is peaceful and happy in our Mm -hmm. circumstances Mm -hmm. and in our surroundings and that's not true that it's our mind you can't that's like wanting to control your life and you can't control your life you can only control your inner peace and happiness like you can you are the person who decides like okay my husband just cheated on me what am I gonna do now am I gonna sit here and be miserable and hate the world and curse everybody and everything and you know not trust anybody ever again and you can do that but that's not like inner peace and happiness people are always like how are you so good and I'm like well I just literally read this book that was like this is happening for you and you can find inner peace and happiness despite your circumstances right now yeah well I think into the biggest thing that you go through when you're getting cheated on and we were just talking about this a little bit earlier but you're getting so triggered and I for both of us when we were being cheated on from by our husbands it was like our inner child mm-hmm. was being so triggered I think in that time for us you know we had built this life with this person and thought that they were somebody different we have kids with this person I, I speak for myself and I know that it was like this for you too but it just it's such a dark time already when it feels like your whole world is falling apart and the only thing that is gonna make you feel better is to find your own inner peace Mm -hmm. and I feel like that was so important to both of us to like stay in that space instead of like spiraling and doing like old habits you know it was about like getting our minds right and I really feel like that is the key to a happy life your outlook on things Mm -hmm, you know it's not always about feelings it's not emotionally led we are emotional beings but that is our ego is to live in that emotional state yeah because because it feels 
comfortable. Yeah. Because you're used to that because you're used to like chaos and trauma and that being like your normal. And so that to your ego feels less scary than like, what if I go to the other side? But yeah. I don't know what's on the other side. And so that's more scary than maybe I should just stay here where I, yeah. I'm, I'm aware this isn't good for me, but I'm comfortable in it. And so I yep. stay here. 1010 recommend that book for going through something, feeling stuck on something. I feel like it was a huge help for going through, you know, being cheated on and having that kind of trauma coming up. Another thing about where we're at in our life, and, and I think this book is what helped us kind of get there too, is that, like you were saying, going through a betrayal and getting cheated on, it's so triggering to like your wounds, your inner child, whatever wounds you have from your trauma. And I think before, when we were younger, we would just react. We would not explore that. Like, oh, my trauma just got triggered. No, we'd we run would just from it. react or run from yeah. it or do something that now I look at it, I'm like, that's actually insane that I did that before, you know? Same. Whereas now... It's just so different because when I get triggered, when I feel myself getting triggered, I'm like, oh, I need to go sit with this Mm -hmm. like immediately this day. Today, I have to find time to sit with this and explore why that wound just got triggered. What just came up? How can I heal this? How can I make sure that I'm moving through this in a healthy way and not recreating my trauma again? And that is also one of the biggest mind shifts and just changes will change your life. 100% change your life. I 100% agree. I say to this day, I feel like, you know, I look back and I think like, how could my husband cheat on me when I was seven months pregnant and had a three-year-old at home? But I feel like the greatest gift that that gave me was that I was pregnant and I, it was not just about me. It was about my son who was feeling everything that I was feeling. Mm -hmm. And maybe if I wasn't pregnant, I would have taken that alternate, the the easy easy way out. Ignoring it, not working through it, not trying to heal it. Drinking it away, avoiding it, falling into a bad pattern. But I didn't. I meditated. You recommended that book Mm -hmm. to me. I dove in. And to see how quick... I came on that healing journey was a huge eye-opener for Mm -hmm. me because it was the first time I've ever done that. The first time I've ever taken the hard way, which is to sit with it and to feel it, process it, and release it, and then relearn a new way through it. You know, everybody kept telling me, there's a silver lining. You know, you're looking for the light and you have to realize that the light is within you. That's what the purpose is for you to find that light. And I really did feel like that happened through that, you know, but it was because, you know, we both did. But to take that route to actually sit with it and try to be better because of it, find the message, find the healing, not just running from it, avoiding from it. That's another form of Mm self-sabotage, you know, and that's why all these books are so great. But I think that is so key in a healing journey is you have to sit with it. Yes. And so many people don't. Yeah. It's too unbearable. It is. It's hard. It's so hard. It hurts. Yeah. But then it's so much better. It's so much better. It's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it. I wish that you could know what we know now when yeah. we were 20. You yeah. Know? How much healthier life would have I know. been the last 10 years. I know. I go through that a lot too of just thinking, you know, for so long, it's like I ran from when everything had first come out about my stepdad and how he was molesting somebody in my family and it kind of confirmed everything that he had done to me in my childhood and it was still someone that was so good at 
pretending to be somebody that he wasn't that he had us all so fooled he had us us he had me thinking that I was just crazy and Mm -hmm. couldn't accept love and it I was 19 years old you know so for me it was like such a hard time in my life to deal I couldn't deal with it I I didn't know what to do other than to I remember it was like when everything kind of first came out and I went out we went out together actually mm-hmm. and I it was like one of the first times I've ever like blacked out drunk and I remember even the next day like waking up and feeling that like buzz still you know mm-hmm. where it's like it was my first time ever kind of having this escape from reality and it felt so good like I was like wow that was the only time that I wasn't thinking about this or like that that wasn't my life like I was fun and I was happy and I was having a good time and I fell into that pattern mm-hmm. of being addicted to that feeling when that problem would arise and after having Marley I felt like you know I feel like you become a new person for sure but this stuff was really coming up and I was forced to deal with it because I felt like I was just gonna repeat in some way like pass on that trauma to her through my just not being able to deal with things and so I remember starting the hypnotherapy and like knowing that this is what I wanted to talk about this is what I wanted to heal and I would just sit in the parking lot and I would just be like everything inside of me would tell me drive home don't do it like this is gonna suck like I would feel like kicking rocks in the parking lot like I did not want to do it because I knew what was waiting for me in that room yeah it was memories it was crying it was unbearable pain and it was so hard like it's not easy and I tell people that all the time that are like I want to start my healing journey from sexual abuse you know and I'm like just so you know like it's you're not going to want to do it everything inside of you is going to tell you not to do it but the real power to that was is that I did do it I kept showing up and I'm a whole new person because of that you know like that stuff doesn't get to me like it used to it's very very interesting how that happens so just for some encouragement there you have to do it and it's gonna suck you're gonna hate it if it hurts you're on the right path like if if it's hard and it hurts and you're crying a lot that means you're releasing a lot and you're letting go of a lot and yeah. you're you're moving to a better place yeah. in life, a more healed place. And life is so much better on the other side. And you're so much wiser and just like... I know. And just like it's not so scary like when you're alone. Yeah. Like, you know, like your mind is just free. Right. I love being alone. I know. <laughs> I really do too. I rarely get even like a bathroom break alone. But when I do, yeah. I'm like, oh, I That's love amazing. this moment. Just to be alone. Yeah. They say you cannot be lonely if you like the person you're alone with. Yeah. And that's so true. It's so true. And I think that's the problem is so many people don't like what they find when they're alone with themselves. Yeah. Because they haven't worked through all of the stuff. And also like forgiven yourself. You have to forgive yourself too, which is a hard thing. How did I do that? Like me. There's so many things. It's like, how could I have chosen that man that I chose to be the man that I fall in love with and, and marry. And I have a child and with that child person. With. Yeah. And I, I get stuck on that too. And you don't, you don't know better until you know better. And yeah. you have to just forgive yourself grace there and forgive yourself. And and also, you know, like see the good in it too. You wouldn't have the kids that you have if you were smarter back then, you know? Yeah. So anyway, we got a little off track there. But that the inner workbook by it's Matt and Ash, so good. Yeah. I guess I'll go into... How I found the inner work couple was actually I read this book in 2020. I talked about this on the last podcast. It's called The Miracle Morning, and it's by this author Hal Elrod. And he actually just put out a new version of it, the like 20 year or 10 year edition or whatever. And there's yeah, cool. added things to it. And this also changed my life because I started doing this in 2020, and I really do think that this is what started 
my like working on myself Mm -hmm. as a person you know and like trying to be a better person and I've been a mom for like a year and a half at this point and you really start to lose yourself the first time you have a child you lose your old self and then you're pouring everything into like raising your child and then if you're in a relationship like trying to keep that relationship going and you are always put on the back burner and so this was like the first step where I was like putting myself I'm gonna put myself first you know the concept of the book is that you wake up an hour before you have to start your day and you do six things so it's silence which is meditating affirmations which I think we all know what those are, visualizing either like how you want the day to go or what you want future things, you know, reading, exercising, and then writing. They're called lifesavers. And you do those six things every morning in a one hour period. So you work out for 20 minutes, you meditate for 10 minutes, you write for five minutes, you visualize for five minutes and whatever you do, whatever works for you, like however you do it. And eventually you start liking doing it so much that like I started waking up at 5 a.m. every day and I was just like loving it. Like I was spending two hours doing these things in the morning time. You grow so much because I was making sure like what I was reading was personal development or self-help kind of things to like make me get better in every area of my life and then obviously if you if you meditate every morning every day your mind's going to be a a more peaceful place and doing those things every day so now I I don't do it anymore because Rome is she just like will not let me leave her side we co-sleep and if I wake up at 6 a.m she's waking up at like 6.05 a.m and like come back to bed yeah but I still try to do all of those things every day at some point like maybe I'm doing the writing and the meditating and then later in the day I'm doing the exercising and the reading and what like you know just trying to get those six things in every day I feel like just makes you feel better about life I don't really know how to explain it except well, you're for connected that. to yes, yourself yeah and it and it just makes you feel more at peace with your life and more like accomplished and just like okay I'm doing things for myself I'm doing things to do better you know and then you become better because Mm -hmm. you're doing those things every day the book is really good and I in the new one I listened to his podcast a lot and he was talking about the new one he also has the miracle evening so then he has Mm -hmm. like a a bedtime sort of routine that's also Mm going to keep you just in a good place physically mentally and emotionally in life and I definitely recommend that book in life we attract people into our life who are like on our same level Mm -hmm. and so when I met my ex we were like on that same level and then 2020 is when I read this book and that's kind of when I started like leveling up as a person and I leveled up and he just did not want to level up with me yeah he wanted to stay where he was at and so that I think played out a lot in our marriage and then him going outside of our marriage Mm -hmm. to find somebody on his level yeah because I was just not down there anymore yeah and I would never I'm never gonna go back down there like it's, yeah once you go up you can't yeah it's just down. like no and and I saw this thing that was so interesting completely off topic but like you can never pull a man up to your level Mm-mm. a man can only pull you, you down, down to their level and so that's why as women I would never like get into a committed long-term relationship with someone who I didn't feel like was on my level or higher yeah because I would know that they would just drag me down so if I'm dating somebody and I see that they're drinking all of the time and like yeah. not they don't have like ambition or motivation or goals and they're like not trying to better themselves and I can't be in a relationship with the person like that because that's where I'm gonna go then I don't want to be there like I deal what I want someone bring me up lift me up because I feel like in every relationship 
that I've ever been in, it's always me trying to lift that person up. Like, yeah. I can save this person. I can fix, fix this, person. this person. I can make this person better. I can help them see their worth and their value. And it's like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. Well, yeah, because now we've been there, done that. We've yeah, and, it's, tried and it that. doesn't work. And then it ends up... You're miserable. You're I mean, miserable. You get cheated on. Yeah. Like, you pour your heart and soul and everything into this person and they repay you by cheating on you and taking it all away yeah yeah and i think it's important to note that it's not just men it's also friendships like yeah if you're surrounding yourself with people that are below your level you will be below your level Mm -hmm. who you surround yourself is so it's so important yeah Oh, yeah. And I think also I like that you said that he has an evening version because I do feel like this is a really hard part. This was really hard for me, too, as being a new mom. I started to do that, too, when Marley was a baby, getting up just an hour early, writing down my ambitions, my goals, meditating. I really struggled because I would wake up and then it's almost like Marley knew that I was awake and so she'd wake up mm-hmm. too and then we'd just all be up early and I would feel so frustrated. Yes. You know, so it's like I think it's so important to know like as a mom it's okay if this period in your life you cannot do it. There are 24 hours in a day and I like that he has a nighttime version because sometimes that's all you have as yeah. a mom and you can still get that same fulfillment yes so I really like that because that was really hard for me five years ago whereas now I'm just like I'm not sleeping through the night I have a bunch of kids to take care of like if I can't get up an hour early that's okay yeah. I can still connect with myself throughout yeah, the day you exactly. know so I think that's important to note to moms on the flip side of that on my whole entire life I've never been a morning person like no. I would literally you're a different person in the morning you're you were more so in college a totally yeah, different sorry, person no. you look different your energy was different I was almost like didn't want to see you in the mornings <laughs> yeah and and when she says morning she's talking about like 9 a.m at that yeah, point it wasn't it was even early it was like nine if I had to wake up at nine if I had to wake up before noon I was like oh my gosh I have to wake up so early this is yeah. awful I'm gonna just I hate this I don't want to do this you really were your was, hair was crazy <laughs> like you're you don't even look like that anymore you don't wake up with your hair like that it's so weird it like totally changed I did I was not a morning person and it in showed. my mind it was like there was no way I could ever be a morning person yeah. like it was a thing that I was like there's no way I hate the mornings I hate morning people yeah. I would feel furious like and when I would be going to classes and I would go get a coffee and someone in front of me in line would be a morning person and they'd be like talking and in my mind I was like can you just shut up yeah like, you were angry <laughs> you were an angry lady in the morning and now I like that I know I'm a morning person now yeah I love waking really up weird. early yeah you don't I love don't it and look actually I kind of get frustrated I'm like kind of frustrated right now that I can't wake up early in the morning because Rome isn't allowing me to do it but I'm a morning person now and that's something I never thought that I would ever be able to and it's because of that book yeah like that's the reason why I became a morning person it gets addicting it's the same thing as like when you start working out and then you know it sucks at first and then you get addicted to yeah, that because it feels good yeah. it feels really good it feels good one to wake up before the rest of the world starts mm-hmm. and so it's, it's quiet, just quiet start. it's silent and it's the start of your day and so it feels like I'm doing a good thing for myself first thing in the morning yeah. you know and then it's so true yeah it's just a good feeling but on the bright side it's like you share custody with Rome so yeah so I have some days you have your days that you can Mm -hmm. do that and again I think that's like important as a mom 
to be gentle on yourself. So I like that. I want to check out that book. I yeah. want to check out the evening one. It's in the book. Right. Yeah. The 10-year See if you can find it on the on Spotify because I would definitely recommend it because also it's just like he's very like in alignment with the way that we think yeah. about things. And also if you are looking for another podcast to listen to, I really like his podcast. It's called How to Achieve Your Goals with Hal Elrod. Yeah. So that's all. It's included on premium. It's on Spotify. Yeah, that's really cool. All of his podcasts are too. I wonder if Apple's going to do that soon. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, there's a ton on there, so that's good to know. Okay, so what's the last one that you recommend? The last one, which I think you've read at least some of this, is The Book of Joy. Oh, yeah. And it's by the Dalai Lama and Reverend Desmond Tushu. What I like about this book is they're both very religious people. One's a Buddhist. Mm-hmm. I think. And one's like a And reverend. one's a reverend. Yeah. Their beliefs kind of are different, but they're also kind of the same. Mm-hmm. But they they have a friendship. They've had this friendship through their life where they're like just two souls that are very much were meant to be friends. They learn from each other and they but they come together to write this book in a not religious way. They come together like we have our beliefs, I believe this way, you believe this way, but we want to take what we have learned and help people who don't believe the way that we believe Mm -hmm. and not to convince them that they should be our religion but to convince them that life can be better you know if you change your outlook on things I was reading that book whenever I found out that my husband was cheating on me I was reading that book like I was waking up and doing my miracle morning every morning and I was reading that book and I think the day before I went and met up with his mistress to like get confirmation I read a chapter in that book that was about forgiveness Mm. and it was and they tell a couple stories of just you know like crazy forgiveness like these parents they had uh, they were american and then their daughter was over in i want to say africa and there was some war going on or whatever and she was a casualty of like terrorists basically and the people who murdered her were imprisoned and they came over and they forgave the people they didn't like press charges against them and then they started like I want to say they started like a foundation to like help those people be better people. It was like crazy because I'm trying to sit there and think I can't forgive. I felt so much hatred and unforgiveness towards this woman before I even knew that she was having an affair with my husband. Like I just knew that something happened and like that she helped screw up my marriage. I was feeling just so like there's no way I'm ever going to forgive this woman, you know, and then trying so hard to forgive my husband. And then I read that chapter and I was just like, wow, these people can like forgive somebody who murdered their child and then like help them be better in life. That's actually... I can't even wrap my head around it. Like yeah. I could, and and then obviously there's a lot of more nuggets in it. But it was really cool because then like the next day I found out this woman's been sleeping with my husband, who's also he's been sleeping with me for a whole entire year. And instead of being like I hate you and I'm never gonna forgive you, I was just like I forgive you. I don't want to be friends with you. And and in that moment I could forgive her. Like I felt very very peaceful in that moment. It was a God thing, not me. Like, something came down and was like, you don't need to react to this. You can just be peaceful through this. You know that this is for your benefit and your life is only going to get better after this. Mm -hmm. Because she was even like, I don't understand how you're so calm right now. And So was I. I was like, what is happening, (laughs) I was just like, everything that you're feeling right now, I've already felt. And I'm just, I refuse to ever feel that way again. Like, I'm going to let that go, you know. But I will say in the aftermath, in the last year and a half, has it been a year and a half? Almost. That is still something that, comes up for me that I like struggle with forgiving her yeah for me it's like hard as a woman 
to be like, how could you pretend to be my friend while yeah. you were sleeping with my husband? That's a really hard thing for me. But then I, but then I'm like, why am I holding this against her when really, like, I mean, besides like common decency, she yeah. don't really owe me anything, you know? Like, I wasn't married to you. I was married to this man who I very much feel like. I've forgiven my ex for what he did to me. It doesn't really like affect me in the same way anymore. I don't want to be with him. Like there's no, there's nothing in me that was like, I'm taking you back. But I, I see him and I don't feel hatred and anger and resentment towards mm-hmm. him when I do have to see him. I don't love seeing him. It doesn't really affect me. You know, mm-hmm. like if I have to see him, I'm not having to mentally prepare myself before I have to go see him to be like, okay, I'm going to have to see him now. And I have yeah. to, you know, make sure I show up for good for my daughter in front of him or whatever. Whereas I haven't had to see her yet and I don't know, I feel like I would need to mentally prepare myself for that still. Yeah. Because on some level I haven't completely forgiven her. But it's just, I think it's another trauma. It's like the trauma that I had with my stepmother, her, you know, and and it's, I think it's a societal thing too. Like we want to blame women for things instead of blaming the person who actually was the root cause of it all which was the man who was married to me right I do feel like there are two sides of that though because I do feel like your ex-husband even if it was genuine or not he expressed remorse you know there was emotion there was even though there was also lies with that and like him saying he wouldn't ever do that he would never date her again he would never date her now he lives with her and now they have a whole life together and so I think that that's what and it's hard for me with her too is that there's never been any remorse on her end or an apology. Yeah, I mean, and she did apologize that day, but it was the same thing as, like, him apologizing that day. It was like, you haven't sat with this and, like, actually thought about what you did to a person and to a family and, like, really, truly felt yeah. remorse for your actions. Exactly. She didn't. She doesn't. Yeah. And, and, and we know that. And she was a part of your life for three months. You guys lived on the road together. She was a friend. You guys went yeah, we bike did a riding, lot of things together, hiking. She was and all by her actions too. Yeah, because I'm I'm a very introverted person. I don't, and I also feel like you had that time to go through those emotions with your ex husband. You were able to voice how you felt. Yeah, that's very true. I you, did. I said it's just a different. Yeah, but I, but I I mean. I know that our situation is different because she pretended to be my friend through their affair. But I was also like her at one point too, where I was like the woman that he was having an affair with. And I didn't think like, oh, maybe this is a messed up thing to do to this innocent woman over here who like doesn't deserve to have her husband cheating on her. But because the way that he spins things, because he's very good at spinning things and making them the villain. Yeah, but you also weren't traveling with his wife and you also weren't pretending to be her friend. So, like, I'm not trying to, like, excuse you, obviously, having, like, an emotional affair. But at the same time, it is different. It's just different. I mean, wrong is wrong, right? But it's just been a different healing process with her. Right. But it is something that I really do. I want to get to a place yeah. in life where, like, I don't know. You can sit with all, it. You yeah. can process it. And then you guys having that time. But I think that's only going to come with time. Yeah. It's going to come that. with time. And it's going to come with, like, her and I got to, like, have a therapy session together or something, you yeah, know? No and kind of just, like, work through some things, like, and then let it go and move yeah. forward with life. But I just don't think either one of us is there yet. Yeah. And that's fine, you know. But I don't feel, like, hatred for her anymore. I just know on some deep, 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 deep level, I have not, like, fully 
forgiven mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. yet. And I don't like that. Like, I want to yeah. let that go. And that's one thing completely went off on a tangent there. But from this book, they touch on, like, big things. So, like, forgiveness and happiness and just all different aspects of life. And it's just really, it's a lot of really good information. It's another book that I've read it multiple times. And when I flip through it, I have, like, basically the whole book highlighted. Because yeah. there's just lots of really good. It's so good. Really good different outlooks on life than what we've been like taught by society mm-hmm. and just to like shift you to a more like growth mindset a more positive mindset a more this is working out for your benefit in one way you know or your growth everything is for you not yeah. like happening to you yeah and here's some examples of like you know situations where people went through things and now they're better or even like the Dalai Lama I think he was exiled from his country it seems like a terrible thing you know like you can't go back to where you're from but now he's like this is like one of the best things that ever happened to me because mm-hmm. if I, this didn't happen I would have never met you and we would never have this friendship and we wouldn't be writing this book right now that's actually so true because I think about that a lot in the fact of like where my life is now and just thinking like yeah I can get like caught up and I almost feel like I've been totally exiled from my ex-husband right like in all the like low blows and Mm -hmm. the difficulties throughout this past year and the anger and the resentment on his end but at the same time it has like led me all of that led me full circle to you know we're back living in the same town Mm -hmm. we you know have this great life here I'm an hour and a half away from my family I feel like I've come full circle to being with somebody who I truly deserve Mm -hmm. and who truly deserves me and I wouldn't have had this exact experience if I didn't go through what I went through and got literally exiled from that. Like, I know. It's, you would be sad, but it's actually like the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. I always kind of say like my husband cheating on me was the, the best worst thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. It was terrible, but it's also one of the best things that ever happened to me. Yeah. Life is just, it's different. It's not ever how I like saw my life playing out. We have this podcast and we're, we're helping like thousands of women. And I think that's so cool. We've been pushed in a way that like I wouldn't wish on anybody, but we've been pushed into our purpose. That's awesome. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of like what all of the books that we recommended today, the overall message is like your purpose, like stepping into your purpose in life instead of just living a life, you know, that's all about you mm-hmm. and and your like, ego yeah so ego driven <clears throat> yeah yeah okay well let's talk about what we're grateful for i'm gonna beat you to it oh my gosh i'm first. so impressed <laughs> okay well i have an easy this is an easy one i am grateful that i'm feeling healthy again and i can breathe through my nose oh i bet Man, if you can take a deep breath through your nose right now, just take a moment to feel grateful for that because for the last two weeks, I could not and I had that sinus pressure and I felt like my head was going to explode and... I know, you were swollen. I'm so... Yeah, it was so bad. Yeah. I'm so grateful to not feel like that anymore. Yeah, that's a good one. And I'm looking forward to... I'm looking for a van right now to buy and convert. Mm -hmm. And I went and looked at a van yesterday, and it was awesome, but it wasn't four-wheel drive. The lady, like, told me it was, and then it wasn't. That was upsetting. But I'm looking forward to the day that I find that van. And me then too. we can, like, record this podcast in the van. On the beach. On the beach. With a baby napping. Yes. Snacks. Yes. I know. I'm looking forward to you having a van just as much as you I'm are. I'm so excited like. about that. I, can, I have this vision of it. Like, me it's too. parked on the beach. Yes. And I have, like, flowy curtains. Curtains. Yes. <laughs> and it's windy yes. and it's sunny. I have the yes. same vision. Oh, my gosh. I know. <laughs> I totally, it's going to happen. The baby's sleeping. Yes. We're, like, feeling so grateful for life yep. and like 
our lives where they're at and each other. Yeah, yeah I feel it too. Ooh. I'm I'm looking forward to it too. That made me even more excited for it. Yeah, I see it. I totally see it. It's going to happen. Yeah, so that's what I'm looking forward to right now. Yeah, love it. Okay, I'm super thankful just thinking about this um, episode that we are doing. We and our generation have this information. Yes. That is like so huge because I think about this like I talk about this with my mom a lot about how she's just like you're so lucky that you have this sort of information you know like I didn't have that and I see in the ways that it has affected my mom and her life. Same with my mom and I have these same conversations with her because she has a lot of things that she feels like shameful and guilty about and I'm like mom you just you didn't know any better and you couldn't have known better like Mm -mm. that information wasn't available to you and you were being raised by people who had even less information available to them. Exactly. Now we have Google we have ways to connect we have we have all sorts of easy access to information and I'm like I am super thankful. Um what I'm looking forward to also van life but living with you you know like during the day but (laughs) I'm about to have a baby and I know that sounds crazy because if you don't know, I have two already. My fiance has three. So like 50% of the time we have five kids and it's great, but it's also like, it's a lot. Yeah. And so you would think, oh my God, you're having a six. Like when we tell people, they're like, oh, is this your first? And we're like, no, this is our six. And they're like, what? it's almost like my favorite thing to do right now. But I'm in like my final stages and oh no, she's very belly. Right I am now. so pregnant and I'm nesting like crazy and I'm going crazy, but I'm also like, it's this feeling that I can't explain and I feel like you can't explain it unless you've gone through it with that connection with your baby. I feel like I'm about to meet this person who's going to be like the love of my life yeah. forever and like it literally makes me want to cry because I that's the preparation, right? Like I want everything to be perfect for him when he gets here. Mm-hmm. It's just that feeling that I feel like you don't get until the end Yeah. of just like... Yeah, because it's like real. It's like, oh yeah. And like this time next month, you will most likely have a baby. Yeah. I'm just excited to meet him and look him in the eyes and be like, what do you want from me? You know, <laughs> like he came at a very um, unexpected. Why did you choose now, yeah. sir? You couldn't have waited. <laughs> yeah. Like just another year. Yeah. But it's fine, you know, but I'm excited to meet this little guy who's going to be the love of my life. Like I just yeah. feel really excited for that. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that, weirdly enough. I'm looking forward to labor. I'm looking forward to nursing again. I'm like, looking forward to you having a home birth. I don't know why you want me to have a home birth so bad. <laughs> I just want it. I am so I pro. want you to have the home birth that like I didn't get to have. Yeah, but I wouldn't I because live it's not you. you. I know, but like it wouldn't. It wouldn't be that, you know? It's so funny because that's a difference in us. You're so pro. Yeah, home birth. Home birth, and, and I'm so pro epidural hospital. It's just like, I don't know. It's just that's... But that's our mindset. Yeah. So, like, I don't feel like I would adjust well to. You would, though. That's the thing. I know you Not would. if I wasn't mentally ready. You're mentally ready for I'm it. I'm mentally ready for a huge needle in my back and to <laughs> chill out. It doesn't more, even hurt. It's so weird. I'm more afraid of the needle than it giving birth. It doesn't even hurt. I just hate needles. I know, but you can't see it, and it doesn't hurt. And the feeling afterwards. And don't you have to, are you, like, on an IV, too? Yeah, but it doesn't hurt. I mean, it literally takes five seconds and it's nothing. It's really nothing to me. But see, that's the difference in it. To me, I'm like, I don't want to be hooked up to anything. I was just moving around in person. I was moving around too. But like. But I had a pole. Yeah, I didn't have a pole. Oh man, chilling, feeling good, listening to Celine Dion, (laughs) like vibing with my nurses, making jokes. And I'm like 10 centimeters dilated. I'm going to go that way. That's just, that's just me. Well, 
for anyone listening who might have a baby one day, <laughs> mine was also very peaceful, but differently because I yeah. was just I was like in deep, deep hypnosis. Yeah, I was. It was wild. I was in labor for 32 hours, and my ex and my jeweler said I said like five things to them. Yeah, well, that's how I knew, and it went by really fast. We are going to record. Yeah multiple episodes before tessa has her baby so that way we can have episodes with both of us and then i'll do solo ones through yeah her postpartum period yeah expect solo ones yeah and send me good sleeping vibes yeah i'm just good just... sleeping baby vibe okay so anyway everyone listening if you're still here think of something that you're grateful for and something that you're looking forward to and let that take you into your day and week with a happier mindset and we will see you back hopefully next week